NBA Australia. How are you going? How are you going? Are you right? I hope so. It is NBA Australia, and it is Wednesday, hop day, December 20, all day. I am your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can find that at codebet.com.au. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA. Fox Sports Lab NFL, CodeBet Daily, all the good stuff. Uh, you can also hear, what is it? I'm not on Cricket Today podcast. All the Football Today podcasts, they're, they're part of our thing. Uh, I'm here at Larry Armour Studios, that's right. The CodeBet Studios are taking over today, so I do uh, come home. <laughs> I'm here to give you all the ins and outs in the NBA and, uh, you know, a little bit of Australia. That's what we do here. But today, awesome day. What do we have? Four games. We had Ja Morant back and firing. Game winners, not guns. That's what it's all about. Uh, Steph nine-eyes the Celtics again because that's what he does. And the Celtics just can't get out of their own way. Uh, we'll cover that in the NBA straight game wraps. That we've got that's not a knife. All made no mood spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We've got, yeah, Nas. We've got the unpopular opinion of the day. We've got our back take, yes. We were serving up a flame girl take. There is a great moment in NBA Australia stat history and a big, big, big set of previews for tomorrow. I think there's 10 games. Pretty good. I'll pick and preview each of those. And that'll be it, because it's a late one already today. So let's fly through this one. Let's get into it. Episode 1009 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Better watch out for the Kenny attack if you're Shaq. Uh, they reenacted Kenny shoving him into the tree, and he kind of just fell over into the tree again. Uh, but also, you better watch out for the shark attack if you're the, I don't know, Anyone thinking that Draymond can be fixed? Chuck, you can't feed Draymond don't need to go to counseling. Off the court, that man is fine. Chuck, Chuck, on the court, I'm going to kill people. Chuck, I'm going to choke you out. What are you going to do? You are going to do nothing? Uh, at the end of this, it basically it's a five-minute going back and forth where Shaq's trying to assert that because Draymond's a psycho on the court who keeps hitting people and choking them out, that's all that matters. It's on the court. You know, he's a good dude off the court. What are we doing here? We're not all menning. <laughs> not all Draymonds. Yeah. He might need to go to counselling to contain his fucking anger and being an absolute dipshit psycho who keeps trying to fucking hurt people on the court. Maybe just having a bit of a chat about that's a good idea, Shaq. Yeah. I did enjoy the end of that. Chuck is like, Shaq, you can't choke, choke people or punch people in the face. Chuck's, uh, Shaq was literally just like, here you can. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? Anyway, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Show of the Daily. Oh, it's a whip around, is it, Jim? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Tori Craig has got a uh, right plantar fascist sprain. It's a bit of a rough one. Four to six weeks. He's going to be immobilized. So it's going to be like basically a two-month injury. bit of a rough one, with, rough one there for the Bulls just because, I don't know, They'd sort of hit like a nice little bit of a stride 
And then it all sort of uh, falls apart. Uh, you had Dylan Brooks and Emo Udoka fined for the improper language towards the officials. I don't know. Maybe the officials wouldn't get called bad names if they were good at their job. Just saying. Uh, inappropriate language. They, Brooks got fined 35000 Emo Udoka cop 25 k Jesus. I'll tell you what. Pretty interesting stuff, though. Dylan Brooks said after the game, I'm sick of refs being right in front of the play and not making calls, then compiling it. Uh, with a bailout call like a flop. I ran full speed to get the ball after I made a great play on trying to get a steal. Two hands on are on me after that. I'm throwing the ball and trying to protect myself and not falling into whatever that was into the fans or on the bottom of the floor. Yeah, he makes a good point. Like, Dylan Brooks makes a good point. I know. I, for one, am also shocked. But, jeez, these refs. It's like, what are you calling a flop on that call? For? It was it was fucking super what happened. And then today we had an absolute Barry Crocker shocker in that Memphis New Orleans game. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but otherwise, not a giant amount of news. We had Jar Morant come back. Uh, we'll talk about that game in one second. Uh, we had, I don't know, some really good games, basically. <laughs> it was sick. And uh, I enjoyed today. So, you know, got to watch a bunch of hoops hang out. It's very, very vibing on the uh, Christmassy kind of stuff at the moment. Very holiday stuff. Uh, enjoyed this. And you're like, yeah, how good's, how good's basketball though? And just be able to settle in and watch it all. So let's do some game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps. Game wraps, that's right. Ja Morant. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm back. Bang, bang, Morant is back, baby. That's right. Weird game, the Pelicans. You can never trust them. You can trust them about as much as you can trust Zion's diet. Uh, they got up big to the Pels. They're up 24 in that first half, and it looked over. Like The Grizzlies are just like, whoa, how do we play together again? Morant was struggling. Uh, he was carrying Bane at times as well. Bane was pretty good in second. Well, he had, there was moments where Bane was carrying Jar, and Jar was carrying Bane. Uh, but Memphis got back into the game, like a nice little run at the end of the second quarter, into the third quarter as well. And it's like, yeah, we're down 13, but they sort of just hit a bit of a groove and the Pelicans went, ah, look, we're probably fine. Let's try to play defense sometimes, I guess. Uh, The last couple of minutes of defense in this game were absolutely garbage and it made it wildly entertaining. CJ misses a three that's wide open with about nine seconds left. Ja Morant takes over. He scored eight straight at a point there in the third and then took over down the stretch again which was absolutely gnarly. That's right. It was gnarly. And every time you sort of turn around, you're like, uh, I don't know, put a body in front of Jar. Oh, but it's hard to put a body in front of Jar. It's like, it's not that difficult. Like, it's a basic tenet of basketball. Uh, but Jar Morant basically scored down the stretch. He had the three by Triple J. They got them back within three after going down six with three and a half minutes to go. Then Jar Morant free throws. Jaron Jackson Free throws. Jamarant bucket. Jamarant bucket. Jamarant game-winning bucket. It was just down the stretch. They just went back and forth. Skadoosh. That was very cool. But the Pelicans, this is it. They should have won this. They should have won this. They're bigger, more talented, deeper. And the Grizzlies just went, oh, Jamarant's pretty quick. He's been practicing with the team all season. It's not like he's been injured. He looked a bit gassed at times, but other than that, off he went. And uh, the Pelicans got no one to blame but themselves. He was getting booed. I thought that was weird. It's like, what is it? Like, Josh Giddy, the booing is still a bit fu- fucking strange. 
Ja Morant, it's even weirder. Boo! For having a gun in your car, which is not illegal if you've got, like, a permit. <laughs> and apparently it was a lighter anyway. Amazing. Anyway, look, the Pels, as I mentioned, couldn't get out of their own way in this. Uh, he had Spindles Ingram go for 34, 4, and 6. He shot 11 of 18 or whatever. I'm pretty sure it was about 11 or 18. And you have these moments where, like, Spindles Ingram, you're really good. You're getting to the free throw line. God, it'd be nice if he hit a three or two. He hit one of one from downtown. They've got CJ spacing the floor. And you sort of look at a game like this where, you know, Zion's not going to shoot threes. Spindle's barely doing much. And the Grizzlies' defense was just able to go, all right, just keep him off his spots and he's not going to fucking spot up from outside three and we're okay. So suddenly you've only got a couple of three-point shooters in your starters because, you know, my name is Jonas. He doesn't mind launching, like, fucking trebucheting a three here and there. But, yeah. It just made their offense really sort of get look super fucking clunky. Spindles, what are you doing? It was a really strange 34-point outing. I'm just trying to say that. CJ McCollum went 6 of 9. Nice. Uh, from 3, he had 18 and 6. The thing is, he didn't hit any other buckets. He was 6 of 11 from the floor. Zion was bad. Oh, Jimmy, wasn't that bad? He had that sick dunk. Yeah, that sick dunk came when they were absolutely flying. Bit of downhill uh, skiing vibes with the Pelicans as well. 13 points, not bad. 5 of 12 shooting. 3 rebounds. Zion. This is a Memphis Grizzlies team that's starting Bismack Biombo and Jaron Jackson Jr. Like, what are we doing here? How do you get 3 rebounds? Oh, that's a bit of foul trouble, eh? I don't know. It's because you're probably a bit too slow. Uh, 22 and 14 for my name is Jonas Valanciunas. He was really good. Uh, he also has those moments where you're like, can you give us a bit more? He's like, no, I've given you all I have. He was a plus five. CJ was a plus five. They lose by two. Zion was a minus 13 with his 13 points. And the bench was really just brutal. One of seven for Najee Marshall. Uh, Grand Theft Alvarado goes one of four. Two of six for Trey Murphy. Dyson Daniels hit a bucket late, but that was it. One of, three from, uh, one of two from downtown for his three points. He was a plus 17. And it felt like every time Dyson, the vacuum Daniels, was out there, good things were happening. Because they were. And then... They sort of go away from him, and it all falls apart. My vibe is, is like, okay, CJ McCollum gives you a nice settler. They did look a little bit more dangerous when uh, Dyson was starting next to Herb, just saying. Uh, for the Grizzlies, this is obviously the Ja Morant show. He had 34-6-8. He's going to pop up again in a second. He did go 0-5 from downtown. Tough one if you bet on him to hit one or two, I guess. Just saying. Uh, 24 and 6 with three blocks. Jaron Jackson Jr., 6 of 10 from the floor overall. 11 and 15 to the line. Very impactful with his mate Jar back. 21 for Desmond Bain. And uh, four assists. He went 3 and 9 from deep. Otherwise, it was just like you had just enough out there as well. Biombo had the eight points. You had Vince Williams hit three threes. And Santiel Dama hit a couple as well off the bench early that just sort of kept them within spitting distance. And then they ran home. Riding jar and the Pelicans shitting down their leg, which became a bit of a vibe for the day too. Because <laughs> uh, we had three three games where teams just shit down their leg. Uh, one of them was not Milwaukee uh, versus the Spurs. Oh, actually, before we get to that, Memphis. Now, they started 6-19 and 19 without jar. They're now 7-19. and 19. What's their record going to be when they uh, finish this season? So they jar, without jar, they're 13 games under 500. Now they're 12 games under 500. Do you reckon they can get to 42? Go over 500? It's a big ask. 
Oof. Anyway, 16 and 12 for the Pels. What are they doing? Uh, the Bucks absolutely shit-pumped the Spurs, jumped out to a massive lead early, never looked back. Uh, basically put the cue on the rack, and the Spurs made it vaguely close-ish. What was it, 13-point game in the end, 132-119. The Bucks now 20-7. and seven. Spurs are 4-22, and 22. just keep losing. 22-8 uh, and eight for Zach Collins, the man who looks like he owns a Subaru Forester. Uh, Sohan had 9-11-8, just doing his dream on green impersonation. And he had, what, 28 for Calden Johnson. 9-13 for him, 12 rebounds, 17 for Devin Vassell on 18 shots, 14 for Trey Jones. But this is a team that's just, without Wembenyama, going nowhere. Uh, the Bucks 19 points in the first quarter for Dame. He uh, was awesome. He had 40. Dame Lillard is pretty good. Um, hits, what, 40 points for the first time as a buck. Very cool. And basically that means he flies past the total, what was it, 20,000 points, right? So good on him. It's a lot. 20,000 NBA points is a lot. So good job, Dane. Uh, Giannis had a weird game, 11, 14, and 16. It's a triple-double. He shot four of 12. He had two steals and a block and three turnovers, but... Still pretty good. It's a career high sixteen assists. So, uh, seventeen and four for Middleton. Twenty three and ten for Fight and Bobby Portis. Fight around the world. Uh, Fourteen and five for Lopez. But they went eighteen and thirty nine on threes. The Spurs went for ten for. Good job by the Bucks taking care of business. Uh, the Suns did not because they lost in Portland one hundred four one hundred nine. Oh geez, Jim KD and Booker must not have played. No, they both played. The Suns were up sixteen early in this one too. Up 16 halfway through the third quarter and couldn't buy a three. Portland just wore them down. Anthony Penny Simons was awesome in this game. 40 for KD. He had five assists. 16 to 28 shooting. Sick dunk late. You're like, oh, they're going to make a run. They just couldn't get stops. Portland just kept scoring. It was gnarly. 26 on 25 shots of Booker. Mm. Interesting stuff. Tell ya. Interesting stuff. The vibe there, though, is like, where was the help? Where was the help for your Phoenix Suns? And uh, the answer was, it was non-existent. 109, 104, they end up losing because, what, Nasir Little? Shit. Yusuf Nurkic against old team. I, I, I smashed them, no? No. Nine points on four of 11 shooting for the Bosnian Bear. Grace Nellen managed 11 and 9, but shot 5 of 10, including 1 of 5 from downtown. One of five from downtown, as I mentioned, for Booker as well. And the bench did nothing. One of seven for Eric Gordon. One of seven for Jordan Goodwin. Not great when you got two dudes off your bench combining to shoot two of 14. Overall, they go five of 20 from three. That's gross. What are you doing, Phoenix? And the Blazers were great. 22 and four for Jeremy. Jeremy Grant. Uh, you had DeAndre Ayton. He was dominating against his old team. 16 and 15. Do you reckon he had a point to prove? It's like, can you do this every game? He's like, not a fucking chance, mate. I'll do this once every couple of weeks. It's going to be tantalizing. It's going to be annoying. And I'm still going to shoot 6 of 18. Don't get me wrong, Jim. But still, it was a pretty good game. Anthony Penny Simons, 23 and 7 on 23 shots as well. They weren't efficient, I'll tell you that much. Brogdon had 14. Uh, and the two Aussies, the Grim Reether, the Great Barrier Reith, Duop. Duop. He had three points. He hit the one three that he took. He only played the four minutes. And Matty T. I had eight points. He went two or three from downtown with two free throws as well with three steals and a block. He's a fucking weapon. Scoot Henderson had nine points, five assists, four rebounds. Good to see him and Chauncey Phillips sort of constantly talking. Kind of fun. 
Good win by the Blazers. They're now seven and nineteen. The Suns dropped to fourteen and thirteen. Uh, the Blazers went fourteen and twenty-eight from downtown in this game. And then the big one, Steph Nine Eyes, the fucking Boston Celtics once more. You love to see it. Look, Boston shitting down their legs in a big moment. It's a tradition like no other. It certainly did feel like June twenty twenty-two again. I'll tell you that much. One thirty-two. The Golden State Warriors winning overtime over your Boston Celtics. Who are now 20 and 6. They scored 126 points themselves. They were up big. Uh, weird game of runs. Like, they put the hurt on Golden State early. It was 40 points in the first quarter. Golden State couldn't buy a bucket. Then the second quarter, Boston couldn't buy a bucket. Golden State came roaring back. Uh, but it was still, you know, Boston was still up like 65, 62, I think it was at the half. And you're like, yeah, this feels about right. And Boston just couldn't hit buckets when they needed to, it felt like. But they start off that third quarter with a bang and sort of just kept that 11, 12, 13. They got up as much as 16 points in that third quarter. Still up 13 late in the third. Still up 11 in the fourth. And then just shit down their legs quite expertly. So no extreme zinger meal for this one. Extreme zinger meal. But they did have Old Horford. uh, And you've got... This sort of weird thing where it's like, oh, Al Horford will probably miss tomorrow's back-to-back and we'll sit Zinger in one of them. So we've got one of them for both. And you're like, that's good, I guess. <laughs> it's not great when you lose this one. Uh, but there was just a moment where you have Steph go, well, I've been playing with foul trouble a lot of this game. Clay is keeping us alive anyway. Fuck it. Boring. Off he goes. The Celtics, meanwhile, I don't know how they take that many threes. Never attack Steph with five fouls and don't attack the rim time after time after time with the Warriors going, yeah, we're playing small. Just FYI. (laughs) It was hilarious how bad the Celtics played this game. They took 58 threes and they got to the line 17 times. Steph had five fouls, it felt like, for like the entire second half, and they never attacked him. Oh, is that the dude who's going to kill us in the end? Yes. Should we attack him? No. Joey Muzz like, oh, bros, I've got to go wash the town real quick, so I fucking you can call like your own timeout, say. That's not how it works, Joey Muzz. Oh, love you, Jason. Jason, I fucking love you, man. Tatum missed a potential game-winning three. Uh, Kaminga bodied him. God, that was a good possession at the end of uh, regulation. But there was a Celtics possession with, what, one minute to go where they had four cracks at it and never scored. Brown misses a wide-open layup that would have given them the uh, lead at the end of it. You had White, who was awesome in this game, miss a couple of open open threes. You had Tatum miss that first three. And, uh, yeah, this was a shit show. A shit show of epic proportions. I love overreacting to one game. You know me. Uh, and this is a great overreaction game because you're like, see, the Celtics. Every time they get in a tight spot, they'll shit down their pants. And to be honest, you're not wrong. Uh, Chris Paul missed a three, and you're like, the Celtics should probably still win this. But no, absolute schmozzle. Then Steph hits that massive fucking rainbow three with 10 seconds left in overtime to put them back up for nine-eye, nine-eye Celtics. How do you not attack the rim against a team with no center? Oh, but Jim, they had Trace Jackson Davis. You mean... The Trace Jackson Davis, who was the 57th pick in last year's uh, draft. That guy, who's six foot nine. Oh, yeah, we just had to avoid him a bit, eh? 
Do you reckon Joey Muzz learned that from the town? What the fuck? Anyway, for the Celtics, Tatum was absolutely horrible. 15 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 5 of 17. Felt like he was short-arming every 3, 2 and 9 from downtown. Al Horford had 13, 12, and 6. Oh, Jim, that's a good game. 4 of 14. Al Horford shot. 3 of 10 from downtown. He hit like a massive corner three late. You're like, aha, he found it. But he missed the couple before that, and you're like, Jesus. Drew Holiday had a rough one on offense, but he did a pretty good job defensively for most of this game. 13 and 7, 5 of 12 shooting for him. Derek White was the star of this one. Seven threes on 18 attempts. Yeesh. 30 points. Uh, he shot 11 to 24 overall, Derek White. He was great. Uh, you also had 28 points for Jalen Brown. But again, I don't know how he practices, practices like making layups, dribbling to his left, not giving the team the other team the ball. He had four turnovers. He had seven assists. He shot 10 of 22. He went one of four from deep. Misses the game-tying layup. Well, the game, well, the go-ahead layup at the end of that uh, four-possession uh, break for the Celtics. And you're like, dude, just hit a layup sometimes. Tatum missed one later as well, so they're both to blame. The bench, yeah, he had 10 and 10. He had 11 for Pritchett. He had three threes. But Sam Hauser, he's going to pop up again in a second. He was uh, not great, not great. And, uh, yeah, just it felt like the impunity with which to shoot threes and just like, I don't know, Sam Hauser, I know that's your game, but sometimes you can do something that's just not launch a three that's contested. Shabra set. I still reckon we will need to see more of him if you're a Celtics fan. And uh, yeah, 17 to 58 from downtown from the Celtics. That's so many attempts. It's so silly. Uh, the Warriors, 33 for Steph. He was awesome. Quiet at times. Then would sort of just get on these little rolls. 33 and 6 assists. 4 turnovers. 6 of 11 from downtown. 6 of 15 for Clay. He ends up with 24, 4 and 4. Podemski hurt his hip. He was out. He had five points. 17 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, eight of 13 shooting for Cumbucket. Johnny Kaminga, he was he was big. This is the game where you're like, go on, Cumbucket, give him help. And he did. The homie, Dario Saric, had 11 and six. He had 10 and 13 for Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, 10 for Moses Moody, Moses Moody. Chris Paul, 12 assists, seven rebounds, nine points, four of 12 shooting. Yeesh. Point God. Either way, Celtics dropped to 20 and 6. Warriors now 13 and 14. That is a kick in the dick for the Celtics of epic proportions. All right. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. It's Jar Morant. 34, 6 and 8. His first game back. I love that stat where they whipped it out on TV. Jar Morant's poor title is the most in NBA history by a player coming back from an absence of at least 25 games. You reckon? <laughs> it's amazing. 34, 6, and 7, 27 points in the second half, 14 in the fourth. As I mentioned, break it down, down the stretch. He was fucking incredible. Just relentless. And God, it's fun to have him back. I'll talk about that again in a second. Uh, but just giving his own team just that shot of confidence of like, just give the ball to Jar, remember? He's awesome. He's like a top 10 player. MVP candidate most of the time. 34, 6, and 8. He was unreal. Uh, as mentioned, the three ball wasn't dropping, but that was kind of a testament to his like just relentless fucking nature. He's like, ha, huh. so my threes aren't hitting. He still ended up shooting 12 of 24. So he goes 12 of 19 inside the uh, three-point line. Uh, 12, uh, 10 of 12 from the free throw line too. So 
Five turnovers, bit of a rough one, but he was a plus 12 in a game they won by two. And, of course, he hit the fucking game winner. He's Jamarant. That was sick. Bang, bang. Quick to Instagram. Brap, 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 brap. Uh, and, of course, that's not a knife. The NBA has approved a performance of the night. It's Steph Curry. Just that rainbow three. It's just he's inevitable. Inevitable, 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 especially when he plays the Celtics, which is fucking hilarious. Who was Spud of the night? Spud, 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 Spud of the night. Spud of the night. I mentioned we had a couple of spuds already. Sam Hauser goes 0 of 7 from the floor, including 0 of 6 from 3. Paddy Connaughton was 1 of 8, including 1 of 6 from downtown. Uh, but 41 missed three-pointers by the Boston Celtics. Just think about that. Oh, Jim, they hit 17 threes in that game. Yeah, on 58 attempts. Oh, I'm no math magician, but 41 missed threes is fucking heaps. Just think about those... Uh, from just a meta point of view, 41 shot attempts missed threes. It just breaks your fucking brain sometimes, doesn't it? Uh, but Tatum as well. I just want to give him a special kind. Like, usually the spot of the night is the bloke who sort of just has a bit of a rough shooting night. It all goes pear-shaped and it's like, oh, fucking hell, man. I can't get out of mine. Right, eh? Uh, obviously, Eric Gordon and Jordan Goodwin, uh, the one of sevens, two of 14 is always just going to be Pretty brutal if your bench is doing that. and But Tatum going 5 of 17, I mean, how many times do you want to come up small against the Warriors or in big spots? This is a dude who's got 51 in a game 7. But I find it fascinating how it's like, oh, it's a massive spot. Can you deliver? And he's like, maybe. <laughs> or maybe I'll just be a big spud. Let's find out. It's like, God damn it. Anyway, old mate, no mates. Old oh, 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 mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? Look, every time the Suns lose, I do just think about Kevin Durant getting back on that team bus and going, I know it's warm in Arizona, but why did I leave Brooklyn? <laughs> I was. I remember I was angry. I remember Kyrie had asked for a trade because he's a fucking idiot. James had already pissed off. How is this demonstrably better? <laughs> they lost to Portland. KD's just got to like, oh, mate, no mates. Like, yeah, he's got no mates on that team. He's like, Devin Booker, mate, can you hit a three? And he's like, no, oh, not today, buddy. One of five. How's that sound? He's like, that's probably not going to be enough. Like, Booker is very, very good. I understand. I love Devin Booker. I love the way his herky-jerky sort of game rolls. It's just the rest of this team, it never feels like there's any sort of fucking vague sense of coherency about what they do, right? It's just 5 of 23 from downtown. You've got Grayson Allen on your team. You've got Devin Booker. You've got Kevin Durant. Like, you've got Eric Gordon. You've got dudes who can shoot threes. It's fucking weird that they don't either take more or hit more. So Kevin Durant, talk about old mate, no mates. You know that he's getting back on that team bus, sitting by himself going, fuck all (laughs) y'all. Pantsing of the night. I did enjoy the absolute whip, 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 whip. Desmond Brown got put on skates by Spindles Ingram. It was very, very much a moment. Like, it was just like you... 
literally could have put Looney Tunes music under it. That's how badly got put on skates. Whip, 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 whip. Uh, but my favourite one was probably Trace Jackson Davis just de- deleting a Jalen Brown like rim shot. It's like, nope. It's like Trace Jackson Davis just turned into fucking Bill Russell. What just happened? Speaking of which... Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Better than Lonzo Ball today, a.k.a. better than James Wiseman. Trace Jackson Davis tonight, 10 points, 13 rebounds, 3 blocks. He shot 5 or 6. First career double-double. It was a plus 23. That's a team high. Better than James Wiseman, the number two pick. Bloody hell. Who's not even on the team anymore. That's incredible. Trace Jackson Davis, you legend. That was a fucking absolute better than Lonzo Ball. Better than James Wiseman. Better than Ben Simmons uh, showing today. He was bloody good. I'll tell you that much. All right. Uh, There we go. Let's see if there's a uh, magic tweet of the day. I don't know if magic actually tweeted. I didn't see anything pop up. I do have him now on uh, Twitter alerts. (laughs) So that's good. So I'm just, I'm not going to miss it, but either way. Nah, nothing there from Magic. All right, let's go do some Yanas right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, now it's brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Uh, I am taping this one for video, so I'm going to bang this up on YouTube. I was going to go, oh, I'll show a fucking uh, one of the bloody coffee mugs, but they're in a big box behind me and they're all in like little individual boxes. It's taking me fucking 20 minutes to break one open. Anyway, uh, so either way, we do have coffee mugs. We've got the stubby holders. Uh, we'll pair them up in an easy-to-buy sort of package, but go check them out. They're very nice. They're really good quality. And you can buy a t-shirt, you can buy a hoodie. Get right around the NBA Australia shop, nbaaustralia.com slash shop, or just click through on the socials. Very pretty pictures there. I did all the pictures myself, man. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely tell. <laughs> anyway, uh, go do it, nbaaustralia.com slash shop, or click through the socials. Help a brother out. Uh, right, let's do some Yanaz. Corey F. Got a lot of time for Corey F. Hey, Jim, I heard a rumor of a possible trade that could happen uh, soon that claims to suit both teams. Josh Green to Detroit for Beef Stew. Apparently Dallas needs a big, and my dog shit Pistons need wings and any other help we can get. What's your thoughts? Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Look, it does feel like that's a good spot for Greeny to have a bit of a shine in Detroit, but I feel like Greeny's probably like the least of the Piston uh, of the Dallas Mavericks problems, right? It feels like that's the sort of dude, like Hardaway's probably the first dude you need to bump off and just go, right, you've got a really big contract. We need one more serviceable big because we've got Lively who's injured. We've got basically the sort of weird pal, uh, Mark Schickleber triumvirate who just aren't bigs essentially. 
I'll tell you what, Jock Landale is still one of my favorite sort of fucking landing spots. Dallas would be great. We just start the boomers on the Mavs. That'd be fucking awesome. Because I think, look, Exum has proven that between he and Greeny, you could almost get, like, cobbled together, like, plenty of offense. You've got Seth Curry there as well. You've just got a couple of scoring guards. You've got Jaden Hardy as well, right? It feels like Hardaway Jr., a.k.a. Hardaway the Lesser, uh, feels extraneous. And if you're going to go get a big, like, beef stew, it'd kind of work. And I'll tell you what, Detroit could probably actually use someone like uh, Hardaway the Lesser just to get some fucking buckets and not be shit. Like livers. <laughs> God, he's bad. Um, but Greeny for beef stew, it's the sort of thing where, yeah, you got to give up something to get something. I feel like Dallas's almost non-existent defense as well would probably take a pretty big hit uh, if you had to sacrifice Greeny as well, right? Because he's one of your better def- wing defenders, if only, if not one of your only wing defenders. <laughs> uh, because I feel like Dallas needs to be adding the likes of like a Dorian Finney-Smith, like those sorts of bigger, big-ish kind of wing defenders, as well as a big. It's just like, if you just go through their weird-ass roster, you're like, God, how many shooting guards, guards can we have on this one team? Turns out, it's a shit ton. Like, it's really strange. Like, because you got Luca and Kyrie as your starters. you got Greeny as your ostensible starting small forward. But then you've got Sexum up. You've got Hardaway. You've got Derek Jones Jr. as, as your current starting small forward. You've got Seth Curry. You've got Jaden Hardy. You've just got a lot of dudes who sort of play the same sort of thing. Markeith Morris, I still don't know why he's on that roster, but either way. Uh, right. So I do like the idea, but I'd rather ship out Hardaway the lesser if I was Dallas for a big to Detroit. I don't know. Would you like Who would you like from Detroit if you're Dallas? Would you like Beef Stew? Because I feel like Marvin Bagley's just shit, and he doesn't give you that much. There's at least Beef Stew is like a physical fucking presence. And it does feel like the Mavs need a bit of that. So I don't mind the beef stew one. Because I don't know if you're going to pry away Wiseman. Definitely not Jalen Duran. I don't know. Probably beef stew. Still look at Charlotte and just kick the tires on. Can we get like, I don't know, Nick Richards, JT Thor? Because Mark Williams is basically like, yeah, he's too good. But the other guys, maybe. Uh, Dan Drosher. Bismack Biombo briefly put his hands on Cody Zeller's hip. Uh, and it was called a foul. Dan Drosher sent me him. A uh, message almost immediately. One of the worst replay reviews I've ever seen. Biombo does make contact, but it's clearly marginal and not foul-worthy in any way. The replay system is broken if this was upheld. Refs need to just admit when a call is wrong. What the fuck? Yeah, nah. Yes. So that was such a weird fucky call, the Biombo one. It's like, yeah, it's incidental marginal contact, and it's not a foul. Like, yeah, there's contact, but it's not a fucking foul sometimes. It's fucked. So Dan makes a good point. Um, breaking my heart. Uh, but he also adds, but fuck, how good is it to have Jar back? Yeah, nah. Yeah, it's great. This is it. Like, the NBA uh, has got to be just sitting there. Adam Silver, just, like, you know why Adam Silver is just so angry all the time? Why is that, Jim? Why am I so angry? It's because every time they hold someone up new and go, look at this. It's Zion. Isn't he great, kids? And all the kids are like, yeah. And then he goes and bangs porn stars and gets his dirty laundry aired everywhere. It's like, Anthony Edwards, isn't he good, kids? And they're like, yeah! And then his uh, <laughs> requests for termination uh, 
hit the internet. And John Morant's out there going, aren't I fun kids? And everyone's like, yeah. And he's like, how good are guns though? And everyone's like, oh, this fucking guy. That's why Adam Silver's so fucking angry. Um, but Jar is an electric presence. Every game that he's in, you forget just how awesome it is. And I fucking love it. Um, oh, actually, yeah, Corey had another one at the end of his. Oh, yeah, T-shirt I bought is awesome. Cheers for the bony stubby holder. We'll be getting a hoodie when it gets cold. Oh, legend. Love that. Matty O, Jim will spend the 25 bucks from my recent mug purchase on the dog or the house renos instead of a six-pack of tins. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> well, shit, i got to go pick up the uh, the dog's, that was a can, can, yeah, the canine insulin for his fucking diabetes uh, tomorrow or the next day before we go down the fucking coast to the beach for a couple of weeks for my actual holiday. Um yeah, so it's probably going to go straight to the dog. <laughs> I also, yeah, the the mugs are twenty five bucks, and you might go, Jesus, that's a fucking rich ass mug, Jim. It's like, yeah, I think they cost like twenty two dollars to make. <laughs> so, yeah, it's I'm not the margins are pretty slim here at NBA Australia. I'm just saying. Anyway, and pop their opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I love the Suns as a idea, franchise, historically awesome, I don't know, the colours, all that it evokes. Sava was a dick, hated him, hated the way he ran things. And I do love, like, with the uh, new owner, with all the, just the sheer enthusiasm they bring and then, like, the weird fucked up decisions they make. I also kind of think, as I said the other day on that KD karma rant, I 100% believe that this is just, like, the constant basketball gods kicking KD in the dick. Just time after time after time. They're just like, hey, Kevin, look at this. Bang! Kick him in the dick. He's like, what did you do that for? It's like, well, you left OKC in the lurch. You glommed on to a 70 fucking million win team. A team that went 73-9 and and you went and jumped on there. And you won two titles. You played beautiful basketball. But then you got sick of it because you realized, ah, I might have fucked this one a little bit. It's not my team. It's always going to be Steph's team. Jeez, I better go to Brooklyn. Then you fuck that one up. And look, this is just the repercussions. It is really funny how much they're sort of fucking this one up. Just saying. I love the Suns. Love the perp. But wow, it's fucking funny. All right, what about Outback Takeout? Shh. I know that other people like, look, Booker and KD, ostensibly there's a good core there. But I mentioned on yesterday's show, right, if Beal misses more time, two more weeks at least, by the time he comes back, you've probably got just enough time for one of them to get hurt again. (laughs) And just to undo everything. So it's weird. They've played 24 fucking minutes together. It's incredible. All right, Outback Takeout. It's Wednesday at our back, and you know what that means? I'll tell you what. Wombat stew. That's right, we found one of the buggers down the back of the house, whacked it over the head with a shovel, chucked it in the big stew pot, and bang. Bit gamey, bit rough at times, bit woody. Weirdly enough, chops up into squares just like it's poops. But still, bloody delicious. Wombat stew, only at our back. And today's Flame Grill take is... The only thing that's going to stop the Boston Celtics from winning this year's NBA title is injury or the Golden State Warriors. 
Only? At Outback. Oh, look. Well, that means it's probably injury because the Warriors are definitely not going to make the finals. All right. Quick break. Back with Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do it. Australian player watch really quick one today because we only had the three Aussies in action. I mentioned already the uh, the two Aussies in the Phoenix Portland game. We had Aussie Matty T in the Great Barrier Reef. Duop only played four minutes. He went one on one from the floor. It was a three. He had two rebounds and a steal to go with the turnover. So there was a lot going on in his four minutes. Uh, and Aussie Matty T in twenty one minutes went two or three, all of which were from downtown. Two or two at the line. So he ends up with eight points. He was a plus 17. He's getting high fives on the bench. They fucking love him there in Portland. I love him too. But three steals and a block to go with a rebound. Aussie buddy too. Crushing it. Uh, the Pelicans be the Pelicans, not the Pelicans. They were the Pelicans today because Jar went brap, brap, brap. Uh, Dyson Daniels in 13 minutes. This is the thing. When he's a starter, God, he looks so much better. But he was plus 17 today in 13 minutes in a game. They lost by two, just saying, three points. He went one and two from the floor, both of which were downtown, from downtown. Two assists and a rebound as well. Uh, so there you go. That is the Australian Player Watch. Let's do a great moment in NBA Australia. Stat history, however, because that's just fun. <laughs> Let's do it. Press the button. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. There you go. We finally got there in the end. Uh, this one is a great moment in NBA Australia stat history because it is the December was the one month uh, that big Luke Longley had a half-decent run of it with the Knicks in his final NBA season. You might remember that. He spent a year in the desert with the Suns, then took a... Uh, and the paycheck there with the Knickerbockers. He had his second-ever highest-scoring game as a Nick this week. Uh, back in 2000. Uh, I want to say that was a, was a 1999 by the end of that one. Uh, but let's check that because it was the 22nd of December. That was in 2000, yeah. The 2000-2001 season, it was with the Knicks. Um, so 22nd of December, 2000. Shit. I was probably drunk somewhere after, uh, I don't know, finishing year 12. That sounds right. Uh, Big Lucian, however, in the 25 games that he played with the Knickerbockers, didn't have too many uh, stellar ones, but he had a good one this week. He had six points, three rebounds, and an assist. That's his second high-scoring game as a Knickerbocker. His highest was seven. And it happened about a week and a half ago. So he had a good run in in December, and then his ankle was just fucked. So two or four from the floor, two or two from the free-throw line. He had 5,016 minutes, though, did our big man Lucian. So... Interesting to see that he and Horace Grant and uh, Scotty Pippen are coming back out. So just to talk Bulls, I don't know. How do we feel about those tours? Because I feel like we've already had Longley out. We've already had Pippen out. Pippen doesn't strike me as the most elucidating public speaker. Luke is very good. Uh, Horace Grant, I think, is pretty good. It'd be interesting. So I'd like to hear your thoughts. All right, let's do a Patty Mills game day ball, a game day Twitter check-in, though, shall we? Let's do it. Press the button. Ah, oh, press the button at the right time this time. Good job, me. Yeah, not bad. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, Jock Landale, here we go. We've got a new story from Rock and Blockham. Jock Groomsman 70624. What happens if he makes the NBA finals? He won't be able to be the groomsman. 
Oh, unless it's like the 6th of July. And it's an American mate of his that's doing some fuck around. And then there's a... Uh, he's playing a game of Monopoly. In black and white. It's very arty jock. Uh, he was in the news as well. Sam Newman's son is like suing him for millions of dollars for a fight that apparently happened in Geelong Grammar. Which is pretty funny. Ah, <laughs> oh, I could have made millions in my AFL career. I don't know. Could you? See where that goes. All right, let's do some game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How'd you go on the picks today? We went one of four. And the only one we got right was the fucking Spurs because every underdog covered today. Uh, Memphis obviously covered the minus six and a half. The Spurs covered the minus 16 and a half. The Portland Trailblazers won outright and covered seven and a half. And the Golden State Warriors covered their five and a half. So it doesn't happen very often, but that was pretty cool. Uh, tomorrow, though, we have 10 games. So this will be interesting. Utah at Cleveland. I'm going to go Cleveland minus six and a half. Donnie Mitchell against his old team. Should be pretty fun. Lowry, sex man. I actually don't mind Utah in this. Cleveland, it feels like oily rag vibes, but I think Cleveland probably win this, but I reckon Utah can push them. Six and a half point line. It does seem a bit squirrely. Markinen, Jared Allen. I kind of like the Jazz. Plus six and a half. The Jazz have played pretty tough. They played pretty well against the Nets the other day. If you've got to fight up Sexman and Larry, that's a girl's name, Markin against their old teams versus Donnie Mitchell going against his old team. George Yang against his old team. Uh, yeah, it sort of balances out. There's a lot of uh, bad blood. Now we got bad blood. Um, that's an interesting one. Six and a half. I'm going to go Utah. I think this could be pretty close. Speaking of closer, Battle of Florida, Floridia. Miami go to Atlanta. No, Miami go to Orlando. Miami go to Orlando. I'm going to take the Orlando Magic Men minus five and a half in this one. Actually, ooh, that's not a boo. That's a tricky one too. I might go Miami plus five and a half actually now that I think about that. They've got Tyler. There goes my hero back. Bam's back. They're basically kind of at half decent strength. Five and a half is a lot to get that. It's just up the road there in Orlando. Let's go Miami plus five and a half. Charlotte. Plus 10.5 in Indy. I think Indy blow the doors off Charlotte. Um, Indy have looked very up and down of late. 10.5 is a big number, though. Oh, Charlotte will have Miles Bridges in this one. Maybe, just maybe, they can keep up. I don't think so. They got fucking demolished by the Raptors the other day. Give me Indy minus 10.5. Minnesota go to Philly. I think Minnesota have got enough size to hang with Philly. Wouldn't be surprised if they actually beat them. The Sixers losing that game against Chicago the other day was a bit of a, uh, ooh, that's not great. With Ant-Man sort of flying around, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert to throw at Embiid. Let's go the Wolves. That's fun as hell. Minnesota plus two and a half in Philly. The Knicks versus Brooklyn. It's a battle of the boroughs. Not if you really ask any Knicks players. Oh, fucking hey, man. Brooklyn is shit, though. It's like, I mean, yes. Yes, there are usually more Knicks fans at these games, but still. I'm going to go Brooklyn plus one and a half. I think they've just got a lot of wings that they can throw at that Knicks team. At home, they might be able to sneak that one out. Denver minus four and a half in Toronto. The Raptors, I mean, I've talked about it time and time again. They are an enigma. A riddle wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a box of shit that's been thrown into the sea. So I don't know what the fuck is going on there. Denver... Behind Joker, behind Jam and Jamal Murray, Aaron Air Gordon, they should have enough. So give me Denver minus four and a half in Canada. Atlanta go to Houston. The Rockets are really good at home. I'm going to take the Rockets minus four and a half. 
Ime Udoka and Dylan Brooks are going to be pissed off. They're going to try to crush Atlanta. Give me Houston minus four and a half. The only thing that gives me pause about that is Jalen Green has just been struggle town. Uh, Chicago hosts the Lakers. Hey, it's a replay of the 1991 NBA Finals. That's fun as hell. Lakers minus four and a half in Chicago. I might have to go the Bulls plus four and a half. The way Kobe White, Vooch, and DeMar DeRozan and co are actually playing. You know that DeMar will be showing it out for, uh, hey, Lakers, trade for me. That'd be great. I like the Bulls at home, plus four and a half. Clippers minus three and a half in Dallas. Dallas are just too injured at the moment to really back them, even at home. Uh, the Clippers are playing really, really well. They've got enough wings that they can throw at Luka. We've seen them give the Mavs and Luka plenty of trouble in the past. He's also gone off, but I think the Clippers are just playing really, really well. Give me the Clippers minus three and a half. Then Boston on a back-to-back go to Sacramento. Uh, they'll presumably have the extreme zinger meal back. Uh, the Kings are one and a half point favorites. I think Boston can win this on a back-to-back. The Kings, their point of attack defense will be fascinating for Boston going up against Aaron Fox. On a back-to-back, we saw Derek White tear it up today. You've got Drew Holiday. They should be able to slow down Fox. It'd be interesting to see if that bench mob of the Kings, though, like Malik Monk and co, actually... Put a bit of a hurt on them. Keegan Murray, the Suvlaki King against Chris Apps Porzingis. I think Boston, Boston can probably pull that one off. So give me Boston plus one and a half in Sacramento. There you go. That's a big, fun slate tomorrow. That'll be fun as. So we'll be back to wrap it all up for you. Hey, there you go. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, face the IG, roll over the socials. You know that. Uh, get around NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. It was a fun show this week. Gaz up in Sydney. Hanging out. Uh, get around Cricket Today, the Cricket Today podcast, and the Football Today podcast as well. If you're into cricket and if you're into soccer, they are the one-stop shops, all that you need. Get right around and jump on the socials as well for you. So, yeah, enjoy that. Uh, check us a rating review for all those shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you're using the Android phone. It does help out. Please get it right around all the shows that we do. Uh, also, buy some merch, nbastray.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Get one of the uh, coffee mugs. They are bloody good. Uh, what else? Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out the new band House Hats as well as Joshua Dillarendis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. All right, that's it. Uh, no skit because I've got to skedaddle and look after the squids. So we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, would you? And... Later, Hosen.